Welcome to the Indian Silicon Valley podcast. I'm your host Jivraj and on this podcast I speak with founders, investors and domain experts from the Indian Valley trying to understand the art of building a legendary company. In this episode I speak with Abhijit the co-founder of Postman. Postman as you all must know is the collaboration platform for API development enhancing the productivity of over 15 million developers from across the globe from what started as an open source solution postman is now a multi billion dollar company with over 90% of the fortune 500 companies as clients and consumers in every country of the world abhinav abhijit and ankit are the co-founders of this rocket ship truly personifying the indian silicon valley by building a phenomenally adopt product for the world originating from india this conversation with abhijit was absolutely terrific as we spoke about a bunch of things that have contributed to the massive exponential success of postman through our discussion you would grasp the intricacies of how postman builds a culture of developer centricity along with fundamental values that strive for excellence and bind the entire team together further abhijit also shares with us the journey of navigating the natural pmf developing playbooks accelerating growth community building and how postman thinks about the future of software thus without further ado let's dive in to the 57th episode of the indian silicon valley podcast building for the world with abhijit of postman thank you so much abhijit for joining me absolutely pleased to host you today happy to be here jivraj thanks for having me cheers abhijit and i'm all the more excited for this episode because as i was mentioning this entire podcast is based on the firm conviction that the next wave of indian companies will be part of the global story will be part of the entire international narrative which is a dream postman is truly making to and is embodiment of that belief right so i can't wait to get started and throw all my questions at you but to get us going i i want to start with two essential founder traits and understand how that played a significant role in the postman journey and both of them are namely problem solving and curiosity right because the way the founding story started and how abhinav and ankit actually you know started off with building a tool to solve their own apis which was a problem they were having at their own workplaces and then it you know spun off from an open project into a closed one and a full fledged global company now i think it'd be interesting to just understand from your perspective as to how these two factors are extremely important part of the cultural dna at postman and how that compounds for founders through the journey of the entrepreneurial spirit sure sounds good yeah i think what you mentioned is i mean even from our perspective a very important part of how the company and the product has evolved so far um so to give you a bit of history around why and how the first versions of postman and how the idea of postman came about as you said it was just the the constant feedback that this particular problem existed among the global developer community so i was working at uh, walmart in india at the time and a few of my friends were in other tech companies as well abhinav and ankit were working at at yahoo and across all of these different companies i mean where we were working and our friends were working there was this shift that we saw right that apis as a technology trend were becoming more popular um and the the relevant or the ideal tooling for that maybe didn't exist and i think a, a lot of it also has to do with with when this was happening um i mean we might not have been as successful if we had started say 8 or 9 years ago and uh, this was sometime in like you know late 2013 2014 so i think that identification of of that problem statement at at that time was key obviously it took um, took a significant amount of work to discover right that what exactly is the problem why is it why is it a problem what is everyone doing about it if if it's an important problem why hasn't someone already solved it yet so i think all of these were were questions that we were looking at and i think that is a trend that has continued right because the the tech ecosystem has made it such that the landscape is evolving super fast right every few weeks you know there's a there's a new trend that a few that a few people are embracing and you need to figure out how you fit into that and how that you know intersects with what you are planning to do so i think that uh, that particular trend is key and we sort of encourage that throughout our team and um, i think the 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 create with curiosity value that we internally speak about um it's it's obviously key because 
for every team that we have and it's it's growing in in requirement as as the team size grows you know we need to maintain our sense of awareness and um, our sense of enthusiasm about the growing problem state i mean postman the product today is much bigger than what it was 5 or 6 years ago and hopefully that growth will continue and it's going to become exponentially harder to um, you know keep you know keep postman at the at the leading edge of 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 the problem statement space which is where we wanted to be so yeah um, i think that's one trend that has continued and um, you know in in the developer community maybe um, it's slightly more important because the developer expectation has changed a lot if you look at how how b2d or b2b you know tooling has evolved 15 years ago it was oh this is the only thing that's available you know our our cto has told us to use this so everyone in the company uses it but now the quality of tooling and the quality of um, um of the ecosystem that's available to developers that has changed a lot and that also means that tools like postman and and other products throughout uh, throughout the development space need to sort of embrace that constraint and say that um, this is what developers this is what developers expect and this is what we need to we need to provide and um, if that makes the competition a little harder so be it right the end result is that um, individuals and teams are able to do more because the tooling has evolved so much so i, I think it's it's uh, an integral part of the space we are in and it is what has has led to the you know huge increase in productivity that we have seen over the, the last 5 10 15 years in the developer space absolutely i love that because you are talking with a firm conviction in the future vision that you have and you know as postman always speaks about the developer productivity is the core focus as i can evidently see from your answer as well so cheers on that however you know as we progress further i'd love to understand and take a step back on the natural pmf sort of a spectrum that you found so i think it's very difficult and i think it's almost the epitome of what a founder wishes when they're building out something and hope for reaching that pmf to postman that came rather naturally right and i'm guessing all of these were insights in hindsight but what i want to focus on is while it was happening in the moment right when there was natural virality to the product there was natural engagement natural feedback coming in it became a part of the lives of developers automatically how did you at that point in time as a team figure out that all right this is getting serious this is something that we want to pursue for the next 20 years of our life what were some signals that you tangibly utilized was it just purely qualitative in nature was it quantitative to an extent i'd love to understand that transition from that open source project to the you know if not closed to the focus on building an institution for the next 20 years how did you figure that out as a team i think that'd be great to just understand and what was it like in the moment more importantly sure so i i would say that you know one of the key parts of um how postman started was the focus on api centric collaboration this was a theme that was being played around within a number of areas so companies like github were doing collaboration in a different way companies like uh, google docs were giving you collaborative capabilities on on top of say editing word documents and so on but we saw that for the api world this collaboration was a unsolved problem to a large extent which was ironic because apis are inherently collaborative right it's about communication between two two teams or two pieces of software so we always had that at, at some point that you know there is a there is a there is a space for you know something to come and solve this problem and this was reflected in the signals that we got so even from the first versions of postman we we saw you know conversations from conversations with our users that people were sort of exporting data emailing it to you know someone else in their team and they were creating this out of product collaboration loop um so for us that was the most obvious signal that you know this is this is something that everyone is looking for and uh, that was also also mirrored by non product feedback that we got from other other people that we spoke to this was also the time when even the free postman product had a significant user base and i think we spent a lot of time conversing with with quite a few of those users across geographies across different different verticals that they were working in and i think this was one trend that that came out pretty clearly that that collaboration was key um as companies were moving towards this the sort of architectures that required more collaboration something like this would be required more and more right um so i think the need for collaboration as a construct in the api space became increasingly clear and uh, that has been a mainstay of the product ever since i think to come to the second part of a question around how it felt day to day i think what what we say is that you know there are small improvements or small changes or small realizations that are that are happening every day that you don't realize 
how much how much things have changed over time and then say every 6 months or every year when you when you look back that's a little surprising to see but yeah i think for us uh, the constant user engagement has been a big part of 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 the pmf um i think it's also aligned well uh, i don't think we had too many instances where fundamental assumptions about apis and collaboration being super important were you know were sort of proved wrong for a team of for a group of users so i think we've been we've been fortunate there but i think there's also so much to learn right because the the breadth of the developer community is so vast that you're always learning about new practices new workflows that different types of teams adopt and uh, we need to make sure that you know even if you're not able to solve for all of them immediately we we know that this is the extent of the problem we have to solve right because otherwise it gets it gets really easy to say okay these are the five companies we're talking to and you know this is the only developer workflow that we'll solve while forgetting that there are new new companies coming up all the time there's evolution happening all the time so i think uh, keeping that level of engagement open um, has been has been key to the pmf that the early versions of of the product saw and it's also what we want to continue doing as the product expands because um, otherwise we'll end up building a lot of features a lot of products for a, a very small set of users we, we need to make sure that we address the entire developer community which is what aligns with our overall vision absolutely amazing to hear simply because you know there's a strong core focus on evolving with the needs of the core consumer which is the developer community and that just reflects via the actions and via the signals that you were following at the time and continue doing so so wonderful to hear that a further you know double clicking on that exact pointer right because there are two ways to look at community and there are multiple ways in which founders will address it but the common theme of taking community as the core of the company as opposed to binding it with the product or having ulterior motives of you know converting them into clients and things like that has never reflected from postman it's always been a very value driven value centric approach for the company right talk to us about how that reflects amongst the culture in the company how do you internalize that i understand there was a strong focus on it internally and initially but how do you you know scale that as the community grows how do you ensure that that remains a focus and it'd be very easy for you to let's say you know just shift focus on the fortune 500s and the other clients that you have but the core focus on always thinking about the consumer as we may call it consumer centricity to an extent because that's the core problems that you're solving for but how do you embody that i think in if some practical anecdotes are possible or something of the kind i think that'd be just wonderful to hear in all yeah absolutely so um, as i mentioned the early feedback from the community was instrumental not just in identifying you know what we want to build but um, you know throughout our our first 2 3 years i think most of our feature development and all, all of that happened you know working with a few set of users from the community who were very passionate advocates of of the postman product and i think that has been a trend that's continued and we you know try to talk about that with every new hire with every new team that we that we work with that these are the people that you are actually solving for right um, and that aligns with our vision where we say you know we want to improve developer productivity we want to unleash everyone's creativity right obviously we need to build a, a sustainable business we need to do all of that but the end goal is always around how do we make the software development process easier how do we enable more people to do it how do we enable to do uh, how do we enable them to do to do more of it through you know what apis and connected software and obviously postman can solve you know i think one one thing that we are doing now to sort of engage more with the community is uh, talking to talking to students obviously in in the us and india which, which are our uh, key areas right now but but around the world because you know those are the folks who are going to go into the industry in a few years so our objective there is to make sure that they understand why apis are important how they are going to be in our view the, the future of software um how their growth has been key for the the development of software so far and how you know tools tools like postman can help them in that journey and um yeah i think uh, that is one one long term bet that we have i mean we want to engage strongly with the student community now and we have like uh, 15 million plus users right now on on the postman platform that is the that is a sort of scale that every team is looking to solve for obviously we have like a few enterprise users we have you know a lot more free users but the goal of the product is always to solve for that entire community as you said and i think one way we do this is to encourage and to an extent require like engineering product all functions to interface with end users directly the the reason for that is uh, again going back to what i said before that internal product strategy can only only teach you so much it can only give you a limited amount of information but 
you know, you get real insights into actual user workflows when you actually speak to users. Fortunately for us, we have no dearth of users to speak to. We, we need to figure out, you know, what the highest ROI is or where the highest ROI is going to be. But I think that engagement is what keeps engineers, product managers, everyone, all functions very closely connected to the end users who we want to provide value to. And I think what we've also seen is that uh, the, the community is also very active, right? If they see that, you know, this is a product and this is a, uh, this is a set of folks that wants to engage with us and the Postman product has evolved over time to solve most of our use cases, if, if not all of them, they're they are more than happy to engage and, you know, help help the product through, right? Um, and I think that has been a trend that has increased over the years and we are, we are extremely fortunate to have um, been a part of that. So, yeah, I, I would say that, that that user engagement is something that we encourage throughout functions, throughout teams, and uh, it, it has served us really well so far. So we'll continue doing that. For sure. Again, that mission centricity, which is very evident across the team and across the company is extremely pivotal in the success of the company, which is extremely reflective. And that's just wonderful to observe and great cues for everyone listening in. Further, as you know, we've spoken about the product angle of it and the community angle of it, but I want to take a step back and understand the team perspective, right? Because one of the stark differentiating factors and extremely amazing ones was understanding how the Postman team is so aligned towards uh, the user as you've mentioned and is bound by cultural values that you know drive them collectively towards the mission that perhaps the three of you first sought out to achieve right and there's a strong ritual focus as well which is not something i've heard too much of in the overall ecosystem and i'd love if you can you know just perhaps focus on all of these moving parts because to have more than approximately i think 250 plus employees across geographies decentralized teams you've always been ahead of the what we are facing the covid wave in terms of decentralized teams and remote teams right so talk to us about all of that how the early focus to build an institution that lasts which is larger than life which is larger than the founders in itself and is mission driven how do you create that culture and build a team that follows that i think that would be wonderful to hear sure uh, yeah th- that's that's a great question i think that's one thing that uh, we are still you know working to answer ourselves um and obviously the last year year and a half has sort of forced us to uh, to take a fresh look at that. I think what I'll say is that we were, again, extremely fortunate with the early team that we had, where the alignment to the end vision was, was you know, there 100%. And I think that team has helped to evolve what sort of products the team works on, uh, how we work on it, our hiring strategy, and so on. I think focus on uh, values really, really came about when we saw the the company scaling across these certain uh, these certain inflection points, right? So, as I said, when we started, we were three people, and then that grew to four, five, six, and so on over, over the next few months. And uh, you know, soon we realized that you know we have too many people to work out of the same room, right? So we had to sort of expand. And then you know, once we crossed like 30, 40 people, we had to expand again. And um, you know, these small these small changes just just made us realize that even communication patterns within the organization change over time. Right, the interactions that you have with everyone else change over time as the company grows, as the impact of the product grows. And um, we realized that there is something constant that we need because the product strategy, the competition landscape, the financial situation, the team composition, all of that can change. And the, the, the set of values is the one thing that we saw that, you know, this is something that made us successful early on in, in our eyes at least. And that's the one thing that we can sort of forcefully practice to ensure that all, all new team members also align with the vision the same way. They, they realize this is how, how things work here. And um, we're, we're very, very conscious about that, right? Um, trying to make sure that, as, as I said, every, every person engages with the end users to make sure that they understand who exactly they're, they're solving problems for. Because that to us is, is more key than any, any specific feature or any specific, uh, any specific product that we're using. And I think that applies to decentralized teams as well. As long as we are able to make clear the the vision of the company and the values that we embrace, good hires will generally sort of self-select into this, right? They will say, okay, this is what I have to do. Everything else could change, and it's up it's up to every every team member to to define how exactly they contribute to the evolution of the organization. So yeah, I would I would say the combination of the early team that we had, the uh, I would say early focus on values where we actually spent a few weeks figuring out exactly how we want to formalize them, how we want to include them in the hiring process, in the onboarding process, what rituals we want to, we want to conduct across different teams on a weekly, monthly basis. I think all of that has helped. And um, as, as the organization grows, um, it's up to everyone to sort of to make sure that those practices, those values stay and are evolved over time. 
and uh, yeah, all of that has served us pretty well so far. And uh, I would say it's maybe more important with with the decentralization that we have seen. In fact, some of that started even pre-COVID. We actually found that some of the strongest advocates of of the product ended up uh, working with us in in various roles. Obviously, there I think the the alignment was always there because they were they always believed in what the Postman product was trying to do. They aligned with the way we were doing things, um, and I think that is again one more strong reason to to have this constant open communi- uh, open connection with the user community. A lot of the employees that we have had across different roles started out as being very strong advocates of the Postman product as a user. Right? So I think that that's one more way in which our engagement with the community has helped us through. Absolutely. Abhijit, if you can just double click and give us a couple of practical anecdotes of some of the values at Postman or some of the rituals that you follow, I think that'd be great from, a, from just a like practical standpoint as to how to just inculcate and implement these values on a more practical front. Sure. So I think uh, we spoke about uh, we spoke about curiosity earlier. I would say that the the way we try and do that is you know say that every new hire who who onboards right um, in, whether it's the engineering role the, the the product role the sales role I think the first week or week and a half for almost all hires is spent using the product as a first user right and uh, I think there there are a few reasons why we try and do that right one is that for all of us who have, who have been there for a while. We have like a very strong idea of of what the product is, but the first user experience is is uh, is very different, and that evolves constantly with the product. The other thing is that there are always use cases that we are discovering, right? I mean, we are now trying to say that this is how the API world and Postman in particular is useful for sales or the solutions engineering function or the developer relations function. And I think a, a lot of those discoveries have come from these these first user journeys that we do, where there are workflows or use cases that you know we might not have fully fleshed out before, and that of, often comes from you know someone trying out the, the Postman product without any without any preconceived notions of what the product should look like, right? So I think that that's one way in which that um, bit around curiosity has helped us. We have an, another value which we which we obviously consider really important, which is earned trust, and for me that is. Again, strongly related to the user community as well. We understand that most of our users, right? Obviously, not all of them, but most of our users understand that we we can't, you know, implement every feature request. We we can't do everything that they want, but everyone's interests are aligned, and we are looking to solving the same API problem as they are looking to solve. By maintaining that open, honest line of communication, most users are are extremely helpful. Whether they are they are students, whether they are uh, employees in a small company, whether they are big organizations. I think as long as you keep your your communication open, everyone is helpful and and understanding about the problem they are trying to solve, how you are trying to solve the problem, the constraints you are facing, and so on. Um, and I think this is something that we try and get all teams to internalize. I think another value that's especially relevant in in the space we are in is uh, you know what we call embrace constraints. And uh, it it isn't just accept constraints, right? But embrace constraints. And and to me, what that means is that without constraints, there's no reason to innovate. Right. Um, whether you look at, and this is isn't just limited to the the last six years where we have operated, but historically, any improvements that have happened have happened because there was a constraint in place. You had you had computers that were too big. How do you get computers for individual users? You have to invent new technology that can make everything smaller. Right. So the, the same things exist for cost, speed, space, everything. For us, we see that extremely relevant across functions, not just engineering, uh, across. Across UI UX as well. How do you make a, a product where there are so many moving parts? You know how how complex the vast range of APIs can be. How do you build up build a product in a way that is that is usable for for new users? That is usable for advanced users? That's usable across different types of industry. All all of those are constraints that we are happy to to try and solve. And I think a, a lot of the interesting solutions we have implemented across functions have have stemmed from from that problem. Right? That how do we you know, address this this type of workflow that a that a very small small set of companies have. We obviously don't want to affect the user experience for the the remaining set of our users, but we also want to do it in a way where the product can evolve and Postman can reach a point where we can support every type of API out there, right? So I think uh, these are a few things that we you know try and try and practice day to day in every team. The other bit is I think this realization that Postman is one product, right? As we expand, there'll be Sort of changes to the org structure. There'll be different teams who are sort of shipping independent features. But I think one trend that we or one practice that we try and try and follow is this idea of Postman as one product. And you know the implementational view of this is that there is one one common you know set of UI patterns that we that we follow throughout the product. And 
you know different teams need to understand what everyone else is doing that's actually one thing that we have we have had to learn how to do as we grow right because it's it's much easier to have that communication when you're 50 compared to as you said when you're 250 so i think the the notion that your all teams are responsible for maybe shipping their own features but that at the end of the day it is one team it is one product all working towards one goal i think uh, that is also key because what we want to avoid is a state where where postman just becomes a union of of different features right that that unity in the product has to be maintained and um, i think that's one more thing that we we try and encourage all teams to think about right that you aren't operating in an um, in an individual environment everything that you do affects other teams everything that other teams do affects you and that's something that needs to be constantly kept in mind wonderful i think that's that's beautiful to hear in all aspects because you speak about trust constraints curiosity and the power of oneness which are all beautiful pointers and it's amazing how you've been able to enforce that and it really reflects and is evidently there in the execution as well so that that's amazing to hear further i think you know there's this extremely and i'm sure like postman gets always asked this because the kind of scale you've been able to achieve in the short duration is absolutely magnificent right and we talk about numbers and i was going through them as you mentioned like 15 million developers almost 90% of the fortune 500s every country uses postman and things like that right those are staggering numbers in and of itself what i want to understand is how do you as a company ensure that growth is exponentially increasing because as you mentioned very rightly and that's amazing to hear that the company is growing in leaps and bounds but how do you you as a team also exponentially grow yourself and not get outpaced by the company and the second part of that question is in terms of developing playbooks right because i think playbooks is again a loosely held word however the fact that you can create repeatable processes across geographies across a different diverse regions and then implement them is absolutely beautiful given the kind of scale postman is operating in right so if you can just give us a brief overview of how you're looking at the business end of things things in a more growth oriented slash playbook oriented manner i think that be just very interesting to hear for our early stage founders who are in a similar space sure absolutely so i think uh, one trend that's been key for us in terms of growth is the fact that um, our users and until now most of our users have been developers they've had an increasing amount of say in how they choose to work what sort of tools they choose to use right so 15 years ago it was oh, you know this is what the organization uses therefore this is what we have to use right now different teams are more able to choose how they want to work what they want to use and i think that has been a key factor in in postman's adoption so far and i think one trend that we have seen with a lot of our large customers is that engagement started out as you know free users using using the postman product finding the collaboration bit useful uh working with their immediate team and saying hey this is something that that we can work on as a team it will increase productivity and then that effect increasing from like the small team to the to the broader division to the entire organization where larger and larger groups of people and teams realize that apis and collaboration are a problem that are valid at every level right it isn't just valid within a small team of four or five developers but even at a huge organization the problems are 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 similar in that you want to know what other teams are doing you want to avoid duplication of work you want to be updated around you know how the apis and how the the software that other teams are building is evolving and i think that has been one key axis of growth for for postman the product i mean we are saying that you know we sort of solved for free users before then we started solving for small teams with collaboration and now we have a strong enterprise focus because that closely reflects the the journey that say the average postman user has had um people who started using the the postman product maybe in their first one or two years of 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 their career now they are working at at bigger companies they have more influence over the teams that they are working with so i think that that fits in very well with the growth of the the postman product per se obviously i think when you reach a stage at the enterprise level there are other companies who have uh, sort of been through that journey before and i think we are we are constantly speaking to other other companies in the developer space who have had that product led growth motion to to figure out what worked for them what didn't work for them but uh, yeah i think as i said the key thing that we are looking at is that developers are now a much more sort of important stakeholder in the way enterprise purchasing decisions are made and this is a trend that that we have spoken about quite a bit that has been the, the focus area for us right i mean even if we speak to a cto or a cio at a big company solving the developer problem is a key goal for them right so saying that postman helps you postman helps you avoid deduplication i mean avoid duplication of work postman helps you understand how the entire company is evolving is is a pitch that generally works well 
right? Because now everyone is realizing that even at a organizational level, even if you aren't a pure tech company, APIs are important, right? Whether you're in the auto industry or in the healthcare industry, there is so much work that is being done via APIs that it's not a problem that anyone can choose to ignore anymore, right? Uh, so I think that has been the the customer story that we have aligned aligned our product with, and uh, obviously for a few of those enterprise specific efforts, uh, there are existing companies who have been through that, and we are uh, we are constantly speaking with them to to figure out how that cycle that sales cycle can be operationalized with a developer focus. When it comes to playbooks, I think what we generally follow is that the standard product cycle is something that we have tried to tried to formalize um, as much as we can where we say that you know because of our strong community focus that that is where it has to start from we obviously have a, a quarterly annual long term company strategy and you try to figure out the fit between what the community wants what the community needs and what we want to do um, as an organization right uh, so that's where the entire product cycle for every team it, it, in fact for every person needs to start from and um, you know engineers people in sales customer support success are all aligned to both of those things, right? What do the end users need? What do they want? You know, these are all the customer conversations we have had. These are all the user support tickets we have had. So th- that's where the process starts from. And um, a few of the ingredients that we have tried to sort of put into the entire development process throughout teams. So I think one of that is a strong focus on analytics. We need to be able to sort of prove to ourselves that, you know, what we are building is required, is useful, and we are building things in the way they're, they're supposed to be built. So we've always had a strong focus on analytics, right? From the, the last five or six years, the way people have, have used the product, what features are used, what isn't used, how different teams use the product. All of that data is something that obviously we use to, to take future product decisions. And that's also something that we encourage use of across functions, right? It isn't just for the standard product manager role, but when we say, um, you know, engineers or, 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 or designers need to have product thinking, this is essentially what we mean, right? Are you able to relate the, the user need to what you're doing? And are you able to correlate that with information which you have access to? So I think that's one strong playbook that we have that we have tried to build. Yeah, I mean that seems to have worked well because, you know, given the the variety of users and customers that we have access to, if a particular team or if anyone building a feature or trying to solve a problem speaks to enough of them and you know has has a has a solution that can solve those use cases, it'll it'll generally go down well, right? The one thing that we need to be sort of wary of is to make sure that it is aligned with what we want to do one year from now which is where I think having a relatively small team still helps. Uh, we might not be able to function the same way if we grow by another order of magnitude, but obviously we'll, we'll solve that problem when we come to it. But yeah, I think those are the only real sort of you know, fixed playbooks that we have, right? Everything else is constantly evolving and we sort of w- want, to, want to keep it that way because the ecosystem is changing fast, our scale is changing fast, and um, you know, we don't want to sort of operationalize things if, if they're going to change very quickly. So I think the only thing that we want to make sure of that, you know, that we don't lose track of is that journey from what the community is saying, what the users are saying to what we finally end up building and making sure that, that we prove that our previous efforts have worked and how do we use information from that in, in things that we do tomorrow. So I think uh, that's one of the important playbooks that, uh, that we have tried to formalize. Awesome. I think uh, I see this common pattern emerging, as I mentioned, right, with the strong consumer focus and all decisions being taken in alignment towards that. And especially I I love the last part, as you mentioned about, you know, having that strong feedback loop, which is analytics driven and not being stringent in any process as such, because things are always evolving and the strong emphasis of it. So great to hear that. Um, Further, I'd love to understand from you from a postman lens as to how you're looking at the future of software, right? because there was a strong shift when Postman came into the picture from, you know, let's say code-based software to API-based software and Postman championing the cause for it, right? There was this strong focus on it and the developed community also uh, advocated for it and Postman solved for it. As we progress further, how do you see this transitioning going ahead? Where do you see it going in fact? And in line with the same, where do you think or if you can shed any light on what the product roadmap for Postman looks like ahead of the curve, right? Like how do you... make sure that you're solving for needs which are unmet, which are, will come in the future? And how do you predict those so that you can always stay relevant as a product with the given scale that you already have been able to establish? Sure. So for us, I think one key goal is that our long-term vision is to, is to sort of encourage or unleash everyone's creativity. And the fact that 
different parts of software speaking to each other is a key way to do that is is what we, we are doing right and apis are i think the the present manifestation of that but i would say this isn't really a new trend right uh, a lot of things that have happened over the last 20 30 years are in alignment with this right um, if you take cloud computing as an example right companies like uber and swiggy and postman would not have existed or would not have been able to exist the same way had you know azure and aws not been there right um, and i think that's also speaking to the same trend right we are saying that there are companies like amazon or whoever who can sort of take care of hardware for you and all postman needs to do is focus on apis or all uber needs to do is 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 focused on on transport and i think postman is where the next evolution of that can be enabled so we are saying that the end goal of every team building software is not to ship necessarily a product with a ui to a user but to expose an api why because that enables different people to now build many more things than you could build on your own and in india obviously we have we have seen seen the the real manifestation of this right i mean things like upi things like different payment gateways that are that are available there are so many tools and products and services that exist today that are simply there because of the fact that these very useful building blocks are available that's what that's what postman wants to do as well right uh, so one sort of one future state that we see is that if someone wants to build something right the effort needed to go from idea to execution is minimal so you have all the building blocks needed for payments hosting etc right all of that is built and postman is what helps you put all of those together in order to build what you want so that's the future that that we we want to get to and obviously one strong part of that is heavy engagement with the student community as well to to look at the ideas that they have to look at the sort of problems that they want to solve because you know as i said things are changing very fast and the problems that are relevant to the student community today they may not have been or they they may not even be known in the industry right now right and uh, that's where the, the next set of new companies are going to be formed so we we want to make sure that we engage with them which is one way of you know trying to trying to preempt the evolution of the the state of apis i think one other way to look at it for us is that the different things that we are doing so for example we are solving for api monitoring api documentation etc all of these could be thought of as industries unto themselves and there are enough problems to solve um, across all of these verticals and we don't want postman to just be a union of features right no one should say postman or i'm using postman's documentation feature just because it's part of the postman product it needs to be the best documentation tool out there right and i think that is something that we try to maintain for every vertical so for for every product team i think there's huge opportunity trying to research what api documentation is or what a- api monitoring is and what the state of the art in each of these areas is and the benefit that you ha- you have at postman is that you have one product that solves across this api life cycle which is what um, from our lens isn't isn't there anywhere else and we always would want to you know get users to a stage where postman is a source of truth for their api everything that they do with their api they can do with with our product yeah hopefully those two things put together will mean that we are able to sort of both they get insights from the users about and and build to preempt the future problems that will exist and i think we are also in, in a position where given our our level of adoption whether we like it or not there is some level of influence we have over how developers think and work so we want to make sure that we engage with the industry to figure out what what the encouraged design patterns are right what workflows we want to encourage what workflows we don't want to encourage as an industry and sort of solve for that in the product itself right and one trend as you said that we are trying to encourage is this idea of api first which after speaking to different companies across industry verticals we have realized is what what many companies are are going to anyway they're saying that oh everyone has to create a platform everyone is trying to build extensible apps for other people to build on you know spotify has apis stripe has apis right all, all of these companies have apis and um and this is not just seen outside of companies this is also seen the way this is also seen in the way engineering happens within an organization and um, i think what a lot of people have maybe aligned to is that this is a much easier way of scaling the org right that if you want to grow from 10 to 50 to 100 people one sort of known way of doing this now is by is by being api first so that's one trend that we are trying to encourage through our conversations with users and through the product itself
Wow, that's a comprehensive roadmap of predicting the future and ensuring that at least as co-founders and as the company are looking ahead like five years down the line and not just the quarter down the line, which is an extremely important DNA for any growth-oriented company. So wonderful to observe that. Further, as we approach, you know, the last portions of what has been a wonderful conversation, I'd like to just take a couple of minutes to understand more about yourself and maybe take a personal deep dive into how you think, right? So the first question there is primarily around how you make decisions or how do you prioritize stuff? Because given the scale again, you know, with the barrage of things that are on priority at almost all points in time, how do you ensure that you are at your perfect best in terms of productivity and you're sharing your mind frame in the most apt manner in the things that need you the most, right? So in that long-winded way, how do you process decisions? How do you process priorities? I think that'd be a great cue to just understand how to, you know, tangle with the founder journey, which has been evolving, right? From a three-person team to a 250-member team and to the scale at which you are and the numbers which follow and to the mission, more importantly, that you are approaching. I think all of it just calls for understanding how do you think and how do you prioritize? Sure. So... I think one thing that I'd say is that given the age we are in, there's never any dearth of information, right? Uh, there's always, there's always, you know, multiple answers to any question that you have. There's enough, enough raw information that you have access to. And I think one thing that we try and be aware of, if not stay away from, is the problem of information overload, right? Um, I mean, there are too many inferences that you can make from all of the information you have. I think a few things that, that we rely on, I think me personally and as an org, is finding, say, the people or the sources or the, the communities that most align with your vision. If, say, there's an organization who uses a very different set of tools, who is not aligned to API first for whatever reason, we would obviously you know, be engaged with them. But I think that understanding that maybe the alignment with the vision isn't there uh, would always play a part. And that also, I think, relates to hiring, right? You, you try, and, try and surround yourself with the people who are aligned to the vision in, in the same way, uh, with the same level of conviction. And if you have that, I think then you have the the right trade-off between alignment towards the vision, the vision and different ideas that can all contribute to that, right? You don't want anyone who is not aligned to what the overall goal of the product is, but that is the only alignment you want, right? Everything else should be up uh, should be up for debate within teams and across teams. I think that that's that's the balance that we try to strike. On on a personal level, I think obviously it's it's been like a significant transition over over the, the last six years. I mean, I do like to be hands-on um, and I think one advantage that we have with, as, as I said a, a relatively small team still is that it's still possible to have enough visibility into you know what everyone in the org is doing and I think that's one aspect that that I personally enjoy a lot you know this isn't just available to me right it's available to everyone in the org we try and make sure that what every team is doing you know what their roadmap is what their releases have been like that information is conveyed as much as we can throughout the org and that really helps in sort of um, constantly updating the overall picture that you have. What sales is doing aligns with how, uh, you know, what, what product is doing, how that aligns with the, the, the user research that we are doing. And all of that, you know, you try to piece together the, the bits and pieces in your head. And um, I think that is a very useful part of individual decision-making as well. Because the one thing that's going to get more difficult as the company grows, as the product grows, is keeping track of that, that broader context. But I think uh, until now, that, that has been, that has been a, a key part. Right. So as long as you have some idea of how you know different functions in the company are working, you, you can be sure that you know any decisions that you take won't be you know completely orthogonal to what anyone else is doing. And I think building that relative alignment between teams is is uh, is something that has worked well. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue doing that until we reach the, the next order of magnitude in terms of team size. Awesome. I think, again, I I love that because of the strong focus on leveraging the resources we already have and then aligning with with the core mission again, right? Which has been a constant theme through our conversation and how we can leverage that given the scale you're at and constantly thinking about it. Awesome. I think... uh, for the next question, uh, this is perhaps abstract, but I'd love if you can, you know, talk to us about the dynamics between the co-founders, right? Because it was relatively young in terms of how you began and, you know, you guys were 
freshly out of college and there were things like that not not too much into you know mainstream professional work per se and you've grown exponentially still right so how has that dynamic evolved bro? there's these decentralized teams how do you ensure that you know there's perfect alignment amongst the co-founders what's it like how did you guys come together any of these relevant things that could help us establish you know that a mind frame of how to develop co-founder relations and just maintain it but any general rules of thumb or anything of the kind would be very helpful Sure. So I think uh, you know one of the key key factors there is the fact that all of us had worked together at at some point previously. So I had worked with Abhinav in an internship I did uh, in my in my year two of undergrad, where he was at his at his previous uh, previous startup, and I had enjoyed working there. And uh, I think Abhinav and Ankit had worked together while at Yahoo. So I think that that relationship really helped, right? I mean, all of us knew how how everyone worked and you know what the working style was and so on. and i think that played a good played a very important part in the in the first few months it isn't always about you know finding the the best person for the role because you know that's obviously like vague you, you know you don't know where to find them you don't know who it is you don't know how the the problem statement is going to evolve so i think the the thing that we sort of looked for was just that level of understanding about you know how everyone works and um, whether they are able to understand you know what it is we are trying to build right and as long as you know those things are met and you know key you know key hygiene hygiene parameters are maintained it, it's all up to you know how you execute so in the first few months i think um, all of us were extremely hands on where the the breadth of the product was small enough for everyone to have like a very comprehensive insight into how everything worked i think one piece uh, even for even for us you know back in early 2014 was which was key was the user engagement because there was as, as i said right no dearth of no dearth of things to build no dearth of uh, features to solve for but we wanted to make sure that we prioritize the most important things so who we spoke to uh, what we spoke to them spoke to them about uh, what problems we tried to solve for them this was something that all three of us did and um, yeah i think uh, that's that's obviously served us well so far and so i think one thing that i can talk about is you know when abhinav you know approached me saying this is what i'm building this was the point where i sort of knew about about postman as an open source tool like i was using it a few of my friends were using it as well and my thought process at, at that time was that this is already a product that is validated to an extent right it isn't a completely new thing because we have you know i think 300000 users who are already using the product and it's always something that i wanted to do right obviously i'd worked with abhinav in, in the past and enjoyed working with him so i think all of those things just fit together really well and for me it was you know this is a great opportunity you have if if you if you don't do this now you know this sort of opportunity might not present itself again so i think that was an important uh, important factor for me and yeah i think it's it's been great ever since i think we were we were fortunate to have constant um, constant instances where we got good feedback from users which was which was really motivating where you know the the small successes that you see you know really help you along and you know we've we've had i think we've had enough of them over the over the last few years so yeah i think all those things have helped and it's been a great journey so far absolutely it seems like so and uh... Yeah it's amazing to hear you know how just everything aligned i especially like how you mentioned that you can't find the people with the perfect skills and if you wait for it that's not how it's going to work out but if you find people that you know you trust and as you mentioned the multiple things just i think that's what counts at the core of it and it's great to see what the three of you have been able to build and now the entire team is working towards so kudos on that um this has been wonderful abhijit and for the last question i saved this for the last especially because uh, it's a rather uh, stereotypical one but i really want to understand this but when we talk about you know building global companies from india a perfect phrase that postman is actually making sure how do you internally think of it like a how does it actually feel b what are the nuances of building it right because i know that you know it's been a relatively natural journey and you followed with dedication what the consumer has told you but um, talk to us about you know how the nuances and intricacies of this actually work and what it feels like to actually be pioneering this cause and reinstoring this belief amongst millions of indian youngsters that you know a github can be born from outside of the country but a postman can be born from india and you know spread across the world right so just if you could empower us with that belief i think that'd be a wonderful way to just you know end what has been a wonderful wonderful conversation sure uh, yeah i think that uh, that was one thing that was always important for us right uh, we always wanted to build a, a great product company out of india this was echoed by you know this one one sentiment that we always heard especially in our early years while hiring that oh i i used postman but i didn't know it was from india right we constantly used to hear that from 
from especially the, the developers that we were hiring because they were already you know perhaps using the free version of of the postman product and it was uh, it was relatively well known there but yeah there was maybe this i'm not sure if it's the appropriate word but this level of disbelief that it was an indian product and that's one thing that we've you know tried to, to try to dispel obviously there's no dearth of skill or you know people with the with the with the motivation here i, th- I think it's just maybe taken time for the the environment to evolve I think even when when we started the ecosystem had had matured quite a bit from say what it would have been 15 20 years ago so we were uh, extremely fortunate in that regard now i think there is much more acceptance you know both from the entrepreneur side from the employee side uh, from the investor side about the fact that uh, you know startups can be a sustainable slash lucrative option so i think that that change has also helped i think one factor that's maybe more pertinent to the to the tech industry is that it's it's more uniform say compared to you know things like things like food delivery or 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 transport the the way the way tech works it it transcends national boundaries much more easily so we were able to maybe solve a more uniform problem than than other indian products might have had to so i think that always helped and um, i think we were always vocal about the change that we want to bring to the development process right uh, and api first is is the latest manifestation of that and we realize that as long as there is a product that people find useful right you know they don't really care where it's built the openness of the the technology world means that anyone can build from anywhere can be used anywhere and so on and um, you know when we interact with with our user community across the world you know no one really cares where it's built right no one cares you know where the the, the support person you're talking to is based no one cares where the engineering team is based no one cares where it where it was where it was founded they just care that it's a good product it it solves the need that we have and uh, you know they are engaging with our future needs so as long as those things are met especially in in the space that that we are operating in it's okay the challenges that we had to face to a small extent when we started out i think they are a lot easier now and i think the engagement with the student community that we are doing in india as well that's that's i think uh, one more way we are you know trying to help this along that all the tools and resources are available obviously as i said the ecosystem has matured quite a bit you know access to access to funds all of that is is more mainstream now but yeah i think that uh to go back to your original question the idea that that a, a good product or a great product can be built out of india that's always something that we wanted to do obviously we want the first uh but i think that one thing that we heard that you know i didn't know postman was an indian product that's something that uh you know we were always a little surprised by right and we we want to make sure that uh you know we help whoever else is uh, is trying to do something similar wonderful that that's spectacular to hear and a great great note to end on because that just restores the belief that you know the future great international global companies will be born out of india as long as we keep channelizing our energies curiosity and resources in the right way so thank you so much for that abhijit uh, i think this was a wonderful conversation that was so centric around you know mission driven purposes around how you're building things at postman and reinstoring the belief that the consumer has has to be at the center of almost all decisions and your thought processes as was evident with your words as well so thank you so much for that comprehensive conversation i think i loved the entirety of it and i learned a lot personally and i hope you enjoyed it as well absolutely it was a great conversation jibraj thanks a lot awesome that was incredibly amazing the sheer focus on the value creation for the developer community and the strong set of cultural values at postman are a true testament to the spectacular mission they are successfully working towards and that was it from the 57th episode of the indian silicon valley podcast building for the world with abhijit of postman thank you so much for tuning in i really hope you enjoyed the episode as much as i did Do follow the podcast on the audio streaming platform of your choice. Drop in a review and subscribe to our WhatsApp newsletter to get all the updates directly on your inbox. Thanks again. I will see you next week for another episode. Till then, I hope you recall. If you never try, you'll never know. Stay tuned and keep building.